0: to Matthew chapter 3. We've been talking about the fire of God and we started in Matthew chapter 3 where John the Baptist is preparing, uh, preparing for the Savior to come. And in our life group notes, these are not on your notes today, but you can look up these notes at boomerangchurch.org slash notes. If you have a smartphone or tablet or something, you can pull that up. If you're watching online, you can pull up the full notes and look at them. And uh, today it's mostly scriptures more than it is like outlines and points. But uh, also below today's is one that says LG for life groups. And it has these notes that I'll be reading from. We started talking about the fire of God in Matthew chapter 3, where uh, John the Baptist is preparing the way for Jesus to come in. And then at the end, uh, or towards the end of that chapter, he said, there's one coming who will baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire, right? And we started talking about the fire of God, but in order to prepare a way for Jesus to come in, John the Baptist, it showed several things about that. And that's what's on those life group notes. And it says this, it says that uh, verse one and two, now in those days, John the Baptist came preaching in the wilderness of Judea saying, repent. For the kingdom of heaven is at hand, and we talked about on week one that repent, most people think repent is, oh, I'm so bad, I'm so horrible, oh, I just need to change, I just need to, you know, be be somebody else, I'm so bad. But that's that's not what repent meant. Repent meant basically change your way of thinking. The kingdom of heaven is at hand, right? The kingdom of heaven is at hand. And so we wrote this as a highlight. We must repent and change our way of thinking. We are children of God. You are a child of God if you know Jesus and if you don't know Jesus you can be a child of God right now today simply by accepting him as your Lord and Savior. And so we must repent and change our way of thinking we are children of God and our identity is in him and in his kingdom and in nothing else. So one of the things is constantly this world I've found is constantly trying to tell you how bad you are and how much you messed up and what side of the tracks you were born on. And Jesus says, I don't care. I'll move you to the right side of the tracks. Amen. And he also says this, that you're not just that old horrible sinner that you were born into this world. You are now made the righteousness of God in Christ. Glory to God. That puts you in a different position. He says in Ephesians chapter 2 that when you're born again, that you are raised up and seated with Christ in heavenly places. Now, you might not feel like you're seated in heavenly places this morning, but that doesn't change the fact that Jesus said it and it's truth. See, here's the thing. One of the things says, if you continue, the word says this, the Bible says this, if you continue in my word, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. There's a difference between truth and facts. Something may be a fact and not be true. What do you mean by that? The truth will set you free, although a fact will not always set you free. A fact may be that you have some kind of sickness, but that sickness keeps you in bondage. It doesn't bring freedom. It brings bondage. A truth from God will set you free. So your life, the people around you, your family, your your parents, your spouse, your children, your co-workers, your boss may be telling you that you stink and, and that, you know... Uh, I, I was talking about that you're not good at stuff. But then my mind went to that you need a bath. But whatever way that you stink in their mind, God says you're seated with me in heavenly places. You're seated with him. So they may tell you, you might have even actually stunk up to this point at even doing your job. You might be horrible at your job. Do I have any takers? Don't raise your hand. You might be horrible at it. You might be terrible at it. And that might be a fact. But it doesn't have to be truth in your life. The truth is that you are a child of God and you are raised up and seated with him in heavenly places. And because you're his child, you are made the righteousness of God in Christ. You have rights And one of those rights is to draw on the wisdom of God. And when you start to draw in faith on the wisdom of God, he'll show you how to do your job better. He'll show you how to to walk into the character and the nature of Jesus and put on that discipline, put on that strength of God and step into the things that will allow you to not stink anymore at your job or parenting or being a spouse or whatever it is that you might... You, it might have been a fact up to this point that you did some things really uh, bad. But that's not truth. Truth will set you free when you walk in it. So if it's of God, it's truth. The world may you know, take that over into the health realm. Facts may be that the doctor may have given you a bad report. But does that set you free or does that put you in bondage? It puts you in bondage. Then it's not truth. It may be a fact, but it's not truth. And here's the beautiful thing. Truth supersedes facts. Truth supersedes facts. A few weeks ago, we were talking about a situation that facts were, it was going to end bad. Do you remember that? But truth came in and superseded those facts. Truth brought life, but we have to decide that we will continue in the word and walk in it so that we will then have the harvest of that truth, the harvest of his freedom. In other words, we've got to repent or change our way of thinking and stop looking, stop looking at ourselves as just big old bad sinners born in this world and start seeing what Christ, Christ paid on that cross and what is done already for me and what he wants to do through me and where am I seated? And see, it's not just the pastor that's seated in heavenly places. It's every person can walk that and have that. Every one of you can have that, whether if you know Christ today or not, all you have to do is accept him as your Lord and savior. All of a sudden, instantly you become a child of God. You become a a prince to the king of kings. You become a child. The word says we are kings and priests. That's who you are. Or you can be in an instant by accepting Jesus. I mean, just me talking like that, you might all of a sudden start to stand up. Well, oh, I didn't know I was royalty. You are. And if you're not, God wants you to be. He's not looking to to get, you know, his anger on you. He's looking to get his grace on you. He's looking for ways to do that. See, once you start identifying with who you are in Christ, all of a sudden you might start to stand a little taller. our, Our things change. We look at things different. If you were a, a child of the king, would you have a right to go into the king's refrigerator and grab what you want to eat? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> if you were a child of the king, do you think you would be lacking, you know, on the car payment? Nope. No. Anybody besides me ever lacked on a car payment? Yeah. If you were a child of king, uh, see, these things don't add up. And so we start to ask the question, well, how come I've been lacking? If I've been a child of the king, how come it's been lacking? Because you and I play a part. Jesus' work is finished. We've got to start putting expectation and faith on who you are and know. And that's what John was saying 2,000 years ago. Repent, not just, oh, I'm so change your way of thinking that says, I am now a child of the King. Stop thinking that Jesus is going to roll in here with a white horse and make all the stuff go away. No, the kingdom is going to change this way. Jesus comes in here. He becomes a substitute for all your mess. And he takes you from being the lowest low and he lifts you up to being the highest high. And when that changed, makes a change in your head, all of a sudden you look at life differently. You start to look at things from a different perspective. So one of the first things we need to do to allow Jesus to come in and baptize us with the fire of God is we need to repent, change our way of thinking. We're children of God. Our identity is in him and, and our identity is in his kingdom and nothing else. Verse 3 says this, for this is the one referred to by Isaiah the prophet. John is the one referred to when he said, the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make ready the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. So part of the job description for John the Baptist was make the path straight for Jesus to come into the lives of people. And so if we want to have Jesus come into our lives, then we need to do our job and take up our responsibility to make the path straight. See, our conscience plays a big role in who we are and how we act, uh, act, what we do. Amen. (laughs) How we act. Our conscience plays a big role. And what we do affects how we believe. So in other words, you know, if you were at home all week and all you were thinking about, you were were connecting your thoughts all week with how bad you are and how bad it is. And then you come in here on Sunday morning thinking that it's going to be a miracle and that, you know, God is going to solve all your problems. It's a partnership between you and God. You don't get to go home all week and think, oh, how bad it is and how bad am I and then come in here and it's all going to be beautiful. That's not the way it works. You come in here and find out you're a child of the king so that on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday and Friday, then all of a sudden I start to think I'm not that person anymore. Even if I feel like doing those bad things and wrong things, that's not who I am anymore. I'm a child of the King. I were Kings and priests. And then all of a sudden your thinking changes your conscience. Then you come in on Sunday morning and you don't come in as a beat up person. Oh, we're going to church. He's going to kick me in the tail again. No, you come in here thinking I'm a child of the king. I'm going to go meet my father this morning. I'm going to go worship him and celebrate him. And and by action of your heart, you come up here, lay yourself on the altar as a child. You are a good sacrifice to him. Lord, I give you me. All of a sudden God comes down, meets you and your problems start to go away just like that. We make straight. The path of the Lord, we give Him an entrance into our lives. Has anybody can anybody relate with that? Anybody ever fallen for that trap and you walked into church? You don't have to raise your hand, but anybody, anybody walked into church and you were carrying that stuff, and didn't even realize you were carrying it? Man, that's all of us. So now it's just time to say, you know what? I'm not gonna think that way anymore. I'm not gonna be that way anymore. I'm a child of the king. I'm in a kingdom. And not only that, I'm in the right kingdom. I'm in the one that will never lose. In Jesus' name, we've read the end of the book. We don't lose, we win. Amen? I'm in the right kingdom. I'm in the one that wins. And I'm with the king who never loses. I'm with the king who always leads me to triumph. Always causes me to triumph. Glory to God. You picked the right team. Say, good job, me. Amen. Amen. I thought it was funny, too. Thank you for laughing, Holly. I appreciate that. All right. If you go on down, in, uh, it says this. We must purpose ourselves to identify and kick out sin by the supernatural power of God that he has given us. How many people have ever thought, if I can just stop doing that, then I'd be all right. But see, on that cross, Jesus said it's finished. He defeated it all. Matter of fact, he defeated the power of sin, and he took his power and put it in our hands. Yeah. See, here's what the devil does not want you to know. This should be very uh, important to you. Your ears should perk up when I say something like that. This is what the devil doesn't want you to know. You already have the power to beat down all sin That's it. in your hands. Yeah, right. You are already in power. He said said it like this. Jesus said, all power and authority is given unto me. Well, if he was given all power and authority, how much is left for the devil? None. None. And then he says, go therefore. In other words, he instantly took all that power and authority and he made a transfer into the children of God's hands. He instantly said, I give you now all power. And authority, I give it to you. Now you take it and apply it. So when you know, I don't know about you, but I've had stuff I've been trying to get over in my life, been trying to you know win over different parts of sin throughout the years. So I don't want to do that anymore. Anybody ever you 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 messed up and sinned, and then you feel bad. You're like, God, why did I do that? Right? Why? Because on the inside of you, if you're born again, you have the Spirit of God, and the Spirit of God says that's not who you are. See, it's not bad that you feel that way. That's actually the spirit of God trying to change your thinking and trying to cause you to change your way of thinking to repent. That's not who you are. That's the old you trying to put on some symptoms. That's not who you are. You are kings and priests. Jesus says this, you're my kings and my priests. Put it on. Put it on. Tell that sin where it can go. Nah, sin, you know, you can just finish. You just finished doing something that's wrong. I mean, you just got done and the devil's instantly coming in, trying to whip on you and beat you up and condemn you and make you feel bad. And instantly, right in that moment, you can say, Lord, I know I just messed up. You are faithful and just to forgive me if I confess my sins. I confess that to you right now. Father, I apologize. And I'm I'm not just confessing. I'm not just sorry I got called or I feel bad about it. I'm, I'm changing. I'm not doing that again. I'm not doing that. And right in that moment, you can say, I'm turning right now. I confess that to you. I'm repenting. I'm changing. I'm turning around. And in the name of Jesus, I declare, I decree. Remember the word says, I believed. Therefore, I spoke right now. I believe that I am a a king in you. I am a child of God. I am a priest of you, Jesus. I am a part of your uh, family, a part of your ministry. And that person that just tried that a few seconds ago, that's not who I am. Now, sin, get under my feet. And then you walk out clear conscience, clear of condemnation. All of a sudden, things change when you go to sin. The next time that thing comes up, guess what? You start doing that all of a sudden. You start putting what you believe in your mouth, putting the truth that will set you free in your mouth. All of a sudden, what happens is you come to that place again where sin tries to come up on you. And then you're like, and your flesh is going to go, yeah, do it. It'll be fun. You'll repent later, right? But your spirit will go, that's not who you are. And at some point along that process, all of a sudden what you start to do is this flesh, I ain't listening to you anymore. You're a jerk. And I always have hangovers and I always feel bad when I listen to you. But when I listen to my spirit, I walk out of this thing with a with a kick in my step. I walk out of here in joy and praising God. I walk out as a king and a priest. Yeah. Why would I why would I hang around something that's not? Why would I hang around the pauper mentality of sin when I can hang around the royalty of Christ? Come on. That's the word. And here's what he says. He says, I want to set you turn turn to Deuteronomy real quick. I can tell we're not getting to the fullness of the message today. Deuteronomy 28. Listen to this. This is your identity. See, we want the fire of God in our lives, and we want Jesus operating. See, the fire of God will allow us to come into the presence of God, it'll allow us to be the carriers of His plans. We need the fire of God in our life, but the fire of God doesn't just come. It needs a place that's prepared that can take the fire and hold it. God doesn't want to just zap you with the fire for a few seconds and then all of a sudden it's gone. He wants to zap you with the fire and it stay with you for the rest of your life. Not only that, but it get on you and get on all the people around you too. He wants the fire of God to manifest healing in the people around you. He wants the fire of God to bring abundance into everybody that you come in contact with. He wants the fire of God to convict them of sin so that they will accept their savior, Jesus. He wants the fire of God to produce in you some things But in order to do that, we have to prepare a place. We have to change our way of thinking and we have to walk into it right here. I want you to see this is kingdom stuff. This is who you are and who God wants you to be right here. Deuteronomy 28. He says, look, now it shall be if you diligently obey the Lord, your God, being careful to do all his commandments, which I command you today. All right. Now, first of all, before we go any further. Have you kept all the commandments of God? No. Can you? That's a trick question. You always have a day in your life where you have sinned. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. But on the other side of Jesus, you can start to put down sin and leave that nature in the past for good. Through the power of God. But here's the thing there's one who kept every commandment and said i will step in their place and i will fulfill all commandments for them there's one who stepped in and said i will walk that that is jesus that's your lord that's your savior he's the one who gave you entrance into the family of god and allowed you to become a part of his kingdom he's the one who stepped in and said i'll do this so when you read this verse uh, one of the things that you need to say right now is I might not have been that person, but Jesus did this for me. And now because I love him and because I choose him, I will now walk that thing out yes. from this point forward. Yes. There are the Lord says it this way. He says, look, I'm not mocked whatsoever. A man sows that shall he also reap. That's not just talking about finances. That's talking about our actions, our works, our thoughts. And he's saying, look, I'm not mocked. He said, I put into place in this earth a, a, a system of seed, Time and harvest. And if you go into this earth, while this earth remains, seed time and harvest will remain. And while it's here, I'm not mocked. You sow good stuff, you're going to reap good stuff. You sow bad stuff, you're going to reap bad stuff. And so in other words, there's things that we can walk in and we can walk in more of what Jesus has done for us or less. So, yes, there are conditions here. But the first thing you need to recognize is that I am in the family of God. And there was one who fulfilled every commandment and what God wants to get on me Is This list right here the blessings of God. This is who I am and this is who I will be and I will do those things through Jesus Christ You couldn't do it alone, but through Jesus you can walk it out And he says this he says if you'll do these things the Lord your God will set you high Above all the nations of the earth Who's he talking to? Say me He's talking to you. He said, I will set you high above the nations of the earth. I will set you high. This is renewing our mind. This is starting to repent and starting to think like you're a child of the king. Like you're in the family of God. Like you're kings and priests. God wants to set you high above all the nations of the earth. Who me? Who you? Yes, you couldn't be. Yes, it is. (laughs) What was it? Then who? You. You. God wants to set you high. That's true. The world will tell you, you'll never be anything. You're nothing. The devil will tell you, you're just a dirty, rotten sinner. And that may have been a fact, but it's not the truth. That's right. And glory to God, truth supersedes fact. That's right. Truth supersedes it. See, you start getting this in your thinking all of a sudden, when you're in the middle of wanting to do that thing that you know you shouldn't be doing, right in the middle of that, all of a sudden, something pops up on the inside of you and says, this is not who I am. This is not who I am anymore. I don't want to be this person. I can remember when this started to work on me, when I used to smoke cigarettes, I, I, I liked cigarettes. I, I didn't do, do that until I, got into, um, until I got into the Marine Corps pretty much, and uh, they taught me how to do it really well. And, um, and then I enjoyed them and I liked them. And I remember I had this call of God on me. And it was, I can remember one day going to go preach at a prison, and the whole way there I was smoking cigarettes. Imagine how I felt. Imagine if I actually preached a good message that day. Not too great. And you know where my head was the whole time I was preaching? I can't wait to get back out to the car. Horrible. Well, how do you think I felt? I felt awful. But I started to realize, I started to recognize eventually, like, Lord, this is not who I am. And this is not who I want to be. Now, it took a little bit of time, but here's what happened. Eventually, my thinking, when my thinking changed and I started to repent and change my thinking, all of a sudden, you fast forward down the road away, go go down the calendar a little bit. All of a sudden, I started walking down and I was like, this is not who I am. I'm not going to be preaching to people about staying out of hell and smelling like it, like I just came from there. It's not who I am. That's right. And when my thinking changed that that's not who I was, it opened the door for me to step out and be who I really was. Step away from the fact. Step away from the world's deception and step into the truth of God. And I don't care what it is in your life that may have been holding you up. I don't don't care what that is. It works the exact same. When you start to see what God has for you and what he thinks of you, he thinks so highly of you no matter where you've been or what you've done. He thinks so highly of you. You were on his mind while he was on, on the cross and he said, I will die for you. I will give my life for you. I will shed my blood and give my body for you. For you. Say that's for, me. that's for me. Yes, it is. I'll amen you. Amen. He says, not only that, but let me tell you some of the things that I want for you. I will set you high above all the nations of the earth and all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you if you obey the Lord. Blessed shall you be in the city And blessed shall you be in the country. In other words, the blessing of God will come on you no matter where you're at. Blessed shall be the offspring of your body and the produce of your ground and the offspring of your beasts and the increase of your herd and the young of your flock. Your kids will be blessed. Your family will be blessed. Your pets will be blessed. Your food will be blessed. Your house will be blessed. Your your land will be blessed. Your work will be blessed. If you have flocks, the the offspring of the flocks will be blessed. Blessed shall be your basket and your kneading bowl. Even when you're putting your hands into making something or being diligent to work, even your work will be blessed. It'll go easy. It'll go light. It'll come out looking beautiful. If it doesn't come out that way, then there's a disconnection from the blessing in you. And now we can say, this is not right. That's not who I am. I'm the blessed of the Lord through Jesus Christ. You start to recognize the devil's tried to pull something shady. He's tried to pull something illegal. And you start, see, when you know who you are and you've walked in the truth, all of a sudden you start to get to the place where you're like, this isn't right. That's illegal. I reject that. That sickness, no, you don't have a right here. By his stripes, I was healed. No, what are you trying to pull, devil? Not going to work here. I know who I am. See, now you can get that in your head. Just hearing this message is enough to get it in your head and to correct your thinking on it. But you have to take that and it has to become a part of you. It's not just in your head. It's who I am. Am and when it becomes who I am all of a sudden you start to walk like a different person you start to you start to speak differently you ever watch somebody when they they're around different people they start to talk differently I'll do that just for communication purposes that's what Paul kind of did you know, but a lot of times what they're doing, most of the time when people do that, they're not doing it for communication purposes. They're doing it because they actually take on the the characteristics of the people that they're around in that moment. Yeah. They're taking on their identity. You ever watch somebody where, you know, it, it's the funniest thing I've been in this position too, where, you know. On Friday night, I'm hanging out with the boys. We're having a good time and we're, you know, talking all kinds of trash. And, you know, maybe the talk was good that time. Maybe it wasn't. But then all of a sudden we're at dinner with somebody important and they got like the silverware laid out in the right way. And you don't know which one to pull from. Like, how does this work? Which one do I use? But you're trying. You're like sitting up. You got all dressed up and everything. It's like two different people. I know y'all have never been that. But it's like two different people. But but see, when you start to understand that you're a child of God and that you are royalty. Then all of a sudden you come back over here and you get in those same situations. You're like, I do not belong here. I don't belong here. And that's the way it is with a child of God and sin. It starts to... Point out the places where you belong and the places where you don't. And every time, no matter what the thing was that kept trying to get in over you, our job is to make straight the way of the Lord and not allow anything to clutter the path of the entrance of Jesus' fullness of life in my life. Yeah, yep. And that's what sin does. I need the fire of God to come in. That means I need Jesus to come in. That means I keep the path clear. That means I change my way of thinking and I recognize who I am in Christ or who he wants me to be. He says, I'll I'll raise you above all the nations of the earth. That in itself is an amazing promise. Blessings will come upon you and overtake you. Blessed in the city and the country. The offspring of your body and your flocks will be blessed. Your basket and kneading bowl will be blessed. Blessed. You know, here's the thing. When you start to see, you know, how many people have had a hard time in their work recently? Anybody? Let me put it this way. Would anybody like for their work to go easier? Oh, there we go. All right. Now we have have it. There. All right. When you start to recognize who you are, then when that stuff starts to pop up, you're like, hey, this is my basket. This is my kneading bowl. This is where I put my hands to work. It's not, I don't see the blessing here. It doesn't mean that you won't have trials and tribulations. It just means that even if they come up, they will dissipate because the blessing of God is on me. That's who I am. So what that means is when you start to change your way of thinking, I'm a blessed person and favored by God. I am royalty. I'm kings and I'm a king and a priest and I'm blessed through Jesus Christ. You start to realize this is not the way this is supposed to go. This is out of line. This is out of order. If you're OCD, use it for a good purpose. See that something is <laughs> crossed the line when it's not supposed to. Amen. Put it at least, if you're going to accept it, which you shouldn't, at least put it to a good use. This is crossing the line. <laughs> blessed shall you be when you come in and blessed shall you be when you go out. You know, at home, a lot of times, uh, anybody ever felt this way? Uh, When you get home from work in the evening or at the end of your work day and you're like, oh, praise God, I'm home. Oh, this is awesome. This says, blessed shall you be when you go out and when you come in. In other words, we ought to have, praise God, I'm going to work too. Now, see, that seems foreign to our thinking. You know why? Because you've had somebody in your life from the time you were this high saying, work's going to (laughs) suck. I'm not watering it down. Amen. You've had somebody preaching that to you, and it's going to stink. Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's any day. I'm the blessed of the Lord. You're the one who's got a problem with all the rest of the week. See, that kind of thinking is even out of line. He said, Blessed shall you be when you go in, and when you go out, and when you come in. And when you come in. See, that's how the devil gets stuff in. He'll raise us in a society that has accepted the illegalities of the devil. All power and authority is given to Jesus. We're supposed to be blessed in every place that he's ever made us. We are royalty. We are kings and priests. And yet we've had the world preaching to us about what's normal. And it's not God's normal. And we need to wake up to it. And the people that will wake up to it will start to see this doesn't line up with God's word. They'll start to say no. They'll start to put their foot down. And all of a sudden they become somebody else. They become the people that walk in the freedom of God. Is this helping anybody? Amen. It says this, the Lord will cause your enemies who rise up against you to be defeated before you. They will come out against you one way and they will flee seven ways. They'll come in with a plan and they'll run just to get away. (laughs) <laughs> they'll come in. They think they got you. And they'll be, they'll be running with their tail between their legs on the way out. That's, right. That's the blessing of God. Yep. When somebody tries to come against you. Yep. He said it this way. I'll bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. God is a covenant God. The Lord will command the blessing upon you in your barns and in all that you put your hand to. Uh-oh. All. That you put your hand to all that you put your hand to, and he will bless you in the land, which the Lord, your God gives you. How many people want land? How many people would like some property? Just a few. or Everybody. If you know who you are in God, you're wanting lands because you're going to do something right with it. So if you want land, you just go to this verse and he says, I will bless you in the land that I will give to you. Have you ever seen that? He will give you the land. He will give it to you. He's already promised it to you. It's already yours. In the land, I will give you. I will give you. There's a lot of Christians that don't have the land that they were supposed to have because they don't know what the word says. They haven't meditated on it. They haven't renewed their mind and become a child of the king. Don't you think that a king would take his son and give him something, give him some lands, give him a house if he was the king? Of course he would. Why? Because he's the king and that's my son. He's the king and you're his child. He says, I'll bless you. I'll bless you. I'll bless you. Allow this to change your way of thinking. I'll give you an example of this. Uh, Years ago, before we started the church, the Lord told me uh, to sell the business that I had. And then when he told me to sell it, he told me to sell it for a lot less than what I'd planned on selling it. And it became an offering, really, uh, from us. And all of a sudden, I was sitting there and we were concerned because we didn't know what we were going to do. At that time, she didn't have a job that would pay the bills uh, by any stretch. And I didn't know what I would do, but we knew, we knew the Lord told us to sell that business. And so all of a sudden, uh, we decided we're selling the business. But with that, what had an opportunity to come in but fear? You know, fear tried to come in. I was sitting out back one day uh, praying. And the Lord said, um, and I was concerned that if I sell this, well, we had just bought a house. We had just bought a car. We had just, you know, done several things. I was concerned if I sell this, we might lose all of it. I don't know where we'll go or what we'll do. But we knew, we, we lo- have learned the word of the Lord is more valuable than anything else. He says that he will give us life by that word. We knew we had heard from him. Well, about that time, he says this. He says, I was sitting out back. I was thinking about the house and everything. He says, I have given you this place for many years. I have given you this place for many years. Well, instantly peace came in. I was like, we're not going to lose it. He's given us this place for many years. And I only, uh, I associated that he was giving us the time there at that place. But some years later, I woke up to the fact that he didn't say, I will give you the time here at this place. He said very, the Lord's very specific. He said this, I have given you this place for many years. And I I came in and tell Nicole, I was like guess what? The Lord didn't just tell us we could be here for many years. He's given us this place for many years. That means it's already ours. All right, Lord, bring it in, bring in the harvest. Yep. We're expecting that anytime now to manifest. That wasn't too long ago when I figured it out. I was like, let us instantly put faith towards that word. Father, I'll I give you the right. You pay this thing off anytime you want in yeah. Jesus name. You, you are not going to bother me to surprise me with it. It's, it's fine. Yeah, it's good. But that was just it. I, I had missed that the Lord had actually in that statement promised us the place that he's already given it to us. When you start to understand spiritual things, you start to see that once he gives it in the spirit, it gives it a right to manifest in the flesh. So as soon as he made that statement, it became ours in the spirit. We just had to catch it, put faith toward it. And faith is a victory that overcomes the debt. Right? He says, he will command the blessing upon you in your barns and in all that you put your hand to. And he will bless you in the land which your Lord, your God gives you. That means the barns. That means the storehouses the storehouses he will bless you even in how are you going to have storehouses if you're not even paying the bills so just when he said i'll bless you in the barn shows you that one you have stuff to put in the barns because other stuff's paid for and you got barns you got to have places to put those barns He says, I will command the blessing. Can you see how once you start getting revelation of this, now when the devil comes in with his lack, you start to go, oh, that's not me. That's not me. Now, that that doesn't mean that you might not have some habits to break in the process. But once you start getting this thinking in your head and in your heart, those habits become a lot easier to, to make new ones. Verse 9, the Lord will establish you as a holy people to himself. As he swore to you, if you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in his way, you will be a holy people to himself. That means the Lord wants to give you a fellowship with him that not everybody gets to partake of. You will be special to him. This is who you are. You're special to God. You're special to God. So all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord, and they will be afraid of you. And what it's saying over in uh, Genesis, it talks about, I think it was uh, Isaac that had the blessing of God on him, like the father uh, his father Abraham had on him, and Isaac went. And Isaac became so powerful that the city leaders came to Isaac and said, you got to go. You've become too strong for us. In other words, the blessing of God became so powerful on him that he said, they said, we're afraid of you. You got to get out of this area. You got to get out of this place. <laughs> this is exactly what God promised you. This is who you are. He says says this, all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be afraid of you. And you see what he's saying is, if you're known to be a child of God and a Christian, you will start to be known as the blessed ones. Now has this manifested really fully? Some people have walked in it. But as a body of Christ, as the church across the globe, has this manifested No, but it's meant to manifest. Why? So that people say, if you need something, you go to a believer. They know how to move in it, they know how to move in what's normal to God. See, this is what we're supposed to be walking in, this is what we're supposed to be living out. You need healing? Find you a Christian. You need provision, they'll have a word for you. They might either have, give you money, they might give you a word, they might give you wisdom, but they'll give you an answer. That's right. they'll, they'll have an answer That's for right. you. Or at least they'll be able to get you to somebody that does. The answers, they have the answers. They have the control of the earth, which was the plan of God ever since the Garden of Eden. To take the blessing of God and multiply it across all of his creation. It's never changed. It's the same plan. The Lord, and and look here it says, so all the peoples of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will be afraid of you. In other words, they will see the blessing on your life. They will see that you are marked by him. In other words, our life is made to stand out as a testimony of the goodness of God. Our life is designed to be a testimony and a witness that God is good and he's put his hand on you and you are blessed. Yes. Our design as the design by God as a Christian is for the world to see your love. For the world to see God's love on you and your love towards you. For the world to see his blessing manifest. Not just talk about it all the time, but for it to actually happen, yep. man, I knew that lady one time and, and she was going to die and the Lord healed her and completely restored her. That's right. Now she's leading worship at that church. Yep. That's her. Yep. Mm-hmm. I knew, I knew somebody one time and they were just a mess. I mean, they were a mess and God completely straightened them out. The hand of the Lord moved on them. Yep. Even their youth was renewed. Yes. Even their youth was renewed. I knew somebody at one time, man, they couldn't rub two pennies together. They couldn't rub two pennies together. Their life was a mess. He drank too much. He smoked. She was in fear all the time. She, she just started bawling, crying just because she had to say hello to somebody socially. I, they were just a stinking mess. Now they're leading the biggest church on the East Coast. That's right. Now they're helping people by the thousands yes. daily. Yep. Yes. At least this year, there's over 320 people that have committed to Christ because of the ministry of people that were a mess. We're all a part of that and we've all been a mess. But the blessing of God is designed to come up and be a witness and a, and a testimony about his goodness. Yes. How much he loves you. You see, does he love, does God love Nicole and I more than he loves you? No. No, not at all. Not even close. Matter of fact, that's what we've been trying to tell people for close to nine years now. Is he loves you as much as he loves us. And he loves us as much as he loves, you know, Billy Graham. He loves us and he wants to bless us. He wants us to walk in it because when we walk in it, it preaches to the world. Yes. I love that verse where, where it says you're supposed to be ready to give an account for the hope that is within you. Yep. In other words, your hope, the blessing that's in you and on you and around you, it starts to preach enough where people will start to look and say, why are you? Why do you have that? Why do you have joy when everybody else is scared to die? of losing their job why do you have this hope why do you have the blessing why did it work out for you why do you have favor because i'm a child of the king and jesus loves me and he loves you the same you can have the same thing all it takes is coming to know him renewing your mind changing your way of thinking and knowing that he loves you and then you start walking it out All right. Now, the Lord will make you abound in prosperity. Are you one of those prosperity preachers? Praise God. You better believe it. Why? Because I humble myself to the word. Are you not? And you're a Christian. And what's wrong with that? I look, Somebody came up to. <laughs> uh, somebody came up to Donald Trump recently, and they told him to watch out for Dr. Rodney Howard Brown. They said, "They said, uh, be careful about him." He said, "He's a prosperity preacher." And Donald Trump said, "What's wrong with prosperity?" <laughs> it was like, I was like, "Do you do know what he did before he became president, right?" And it, I was like, "Hold on, <laughs> wait a minute." But. What's wrong with prosperity is the fact that it's not prosperity itself. It's that people's hearts have been changed toward. And we've taught that being poor was humble. No, actually being humble means that you read the word and see what it says and believe that. That's what true humility is. And let's read this together, please. Verse 11. The Lord (laughs) will make you abound in prosperity. Now, hold on. And why would he want you to abound in prosperity? Because over in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 8, it says that you will have abundance for every good work. Does he have good works for you to do? Is good works a part of the plan of God? Are you supposed to be about good deeds? Absolutely. If you're not doing good works, you might not even be born again because you should have some fruit based off of what you're, what you're called to be. And you're, you're kings and priests. You're the, you're the chi- children of God. You're supposed to be about what he does. You're supposed to be about good works. Yep. And that verse right there says you can't even be about all the good works if you don't abound, if you're not in abundance. The prosperity says he's given us the power to get wealth, one for you, but also to show the world the covenant, how good he is, how good he is, and how he wants to love on other people as well. It's what you do in your heart. Should people be uh, very wise about loving money? You better believe it. The word tells you that. That's humility, too. But just because one person uh, fell into the trap of love and money doesn't mean that, oh, I guess God's not about prosperity now. Well, you should have told him before he wrote it. That's right. You need to have that conversation with the Lord. Because it's all through here. Beloved above all things, I wish that you prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospers. Jesus became poor so that you might be rich. It's all through the word. And because we haven't walked in the blessing of God, what's happened is the peoples of the earth have not seen the place where they can come to abundant health, abundant provision, abundant blessing, abundant deliverance. They haven't come to a people because we haven't been wearing it. And it all comes back to we haven't known who we were or who God actually paid for us to be. And the Lord says this, I mentioned this verse earlier in Hebrews 12:11. It says, "All discipline for the moment is sorrowful and even not joyful." But if you will give, put that verse up there, please, so that we know I'm not just making something up. Hebrews 12:11. All discipline, for the moment, seems to not be joyful, but sorrowful. Yet to those who have been trained by it, by discipline, afterwards it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness. And the Lord says this, he says, those that I love, I will discipline, right? So a lot of times what happens is, when we start to read these scriptures, and all of a sudden we feel this little, in ourselves, I don't know about that preacher, right? It's not the preacher. All I did was read you scripture. So all of a sudden what happens is the Lord comes down and he says, here's an issue in your life, and because I love you, I will discipline you. And these scriptures are designed to separate uh, the thoughts from the intents of the heart, the joints as, as far as the joints from the marrow. And what they just did, those scriptures go in you and they put their finger on the issue that you have. So if any anytime you're hearing preaching, you know somebody's probably a pretty good preacher of the word, or they're moving by the Holy Ghost, or maybe you don't even know them, but the, you can feel the Holy Spirit moving uh, through them. There might be a moment where you're like, "Mm, I don't think I like that. But just give yourself to the word, humble yourself, because believe it or not, you might have heard somebody preach the wrong way before today. (laughs) Truthfully, it might even been me. Which is why you should take all of these and go back to the word and be a good Berean like it says in Acts chapter 17 and check it out for yourself. Go watch this video again and see if the Holy Spirit does it again. And he puts his finger right on that thing and he's putting that finger on there because he wants to move you to a harvest of righteousness. He wants to move you to that area and that's why maybe it's not the preacher, maybe it's not the church, maybe it's the wrong doctrine that you've been preached to all your life up until this point. And you believed or maybe you've wanted to believe it. That happens all the time. In other words, God's not going to take his finger off and be like, oh, you didn't like me preaching that. Well, I won't say it anymore. Not going to happen. That's not the way it works. God doesn't change. He's the same yesterday and today and forever. It's not going to happen like that. It's going to be true whether we like it or not. And we decide whether or not to humble ourselves to the word. So I I don't know if it's somebody in here, somebody watching. But as soon as I hit the prosperity, I could feel it in the spirit. Somebody went. Right. I don't know about that. Don't go too far. I liked you up till then. It's all right. I'm just preaching Jesus. I just read you the word. Uh, Let me, did that? It didn't change. Am am I reading it right? Verse 11. The Lord will make you abound in prosperity. (laughs) You abound in prosperity. There's another part of the word that says, uh, he told Jeremiah, he said, go and dig out that that foundation. Actually, he said, root up pull down, throw down, and overthrow and destroy. In Jeremiah chapter 1 and verse 10, he said, then build and plant. So a good preacher knows what he's doing. He'll get right in your life, whether or not he knows it's you or not. He'll feel when somebody goes, "Ah," and he'll say, if you'll just sit here and you'll just humble yourself, I'll root that thing right out of you. And he knows what he's doing and he'll take that and he'll just keep preaching the word. And what's the Lord? The Lord's doing Holy Spirit, a surgical, spiritual operation on you. And he's taking out that rotten root that will keep you from being blessed. And if you'll just humble yourself to the word and somebody who knows how to wield that sword, the Holy Spirit will do his job and he will uproot that wrong thinking. And all of a sudden you'll walk out a child of God blessed in every place that you go, blessed coming and going. You'll be prosperous in all that you do. He'll make all the peoples of the earth see that blessing that's on you. And even they'll be afraid of you, but you will wear it. Some people, it, they won't like it according to second uh, Corinthians chapter two. Some people you'll be an aroma of death, but some you'll be an aroma of life because they're looking for answers and they're truthfully wanting to know, but you'll wear the blessing of God and it will start to preach. Some people will say, why are you you so hopeful? And you'll have to give an account for that hope. It's all a part of God's plan. It's all a part of his plan. Men have missed it. Men have messed it up, but it's time for us to be the people that will humble ourselves to God and be who God's called us to be, to walk in the blessing of God, to walk in the fullness, to walk in the abundance and be the witness that he's called us to be. It's time. We're, we're at the last of the last days. It's not time to play games anymore. Yes. It's time for us to deal with our own selves, judge ourselves so that we're not judged. And that means we take this word, we start to apply it to our lives, to our thinking and how we live and say, if I don't line up with this, then I need to change. God doesn't need to change to me. It's time for preachers to not make excuse for when he says prosperity in his word, right. to not make excuse for when he says sin and hell in his word, that's right. but to preach it the way it is yes. and to show a picture of God that's true and accurate. Yes. Not afraid to tell you there's a hell and you need to quit sinning. Not afraid to tell you that he wants to bless you. Not only does he want to bless you, he wants to pour it over on you and overflow your life. My cup overflows that you might have life and life to the full till it overflows. The Lord wants to prosper you. I need to preach it. We need to receive it. And we need to walk in it. We need to not just let it be here, but we need to let that word sink down to here. Get inside of our hearts and change us. Change us. The Lord will open for you. Well, the Lord will make you abound in prosperity in the offspring of your body and offspring of your beast and in the produce of your ground and the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. The Lord will open for you His good storehouse. Can you imagine what the storehouse of God looks like? Woo-wee! He will open for you His good storehouse. The heavens to give rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. And you shall lend to many nations... But you shall not borrow. How are you going to lend if you're not walking in abundance? If You, you can't lend if you don't even have enough to pay the bills. Right. This is Old Testament. Old Testament blessing. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. You ever feel like, uh, how many people feel like you're jerking life around? Or how many people really, for the most part, feel like life's been jerking you around? The Lord says, I'll make you the head and not the tail. In other words, we're not supposed to be being jerked around by life. We're supposed to tell life where it's supposed to go. We're supposed to operate as the ruling governing factor here on the earth as the hand and the feet of Christ, the body of Christ. If it's not operating that way, you start to remember who you are and who you're not. Wait a minute. Life's not supposed to jerk me around. Life's not supposed to wag me. I'm supposed to wag it. Yep. And all of a sudden you start to remember, this is not right. This is illegal. This is out of place. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. And you only will be above and you will not be underneath if you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I charge you today to observe them carefully. And do not turn aside from any of the words which I command to you today from the light... Uh, to the right or to the left to go after gods, other gods to serve them. When we have the fire of God come into our life, the fire of God starts to do something. It starts to produce in us a result. There starts to become a reaction. And that fire of God starts to burn out the pieces That are not supposed to be there. But it also brings the essence and the presence of God that is supposed to be there. But we get to the fire of God because we allow the baptizer of the fire, Jesus, to come in. Because we have become his child. He's become our Lord and our Savior. We get there because we've made the path straight. Because we've changed our minds. About who we are and what we're doing. And how much God loves us. About the kingdom. We've allowed him to. We've repented for who we were. We've repented and we've changed our thinking. That's not who I am anymore. I'm a child of God. I'm I'm a king and a priest. I'm royalty. In the family of God. That That's scripture I'm giving you. I'm not saying that out of cockiness i'm saying it out of bold humility to listen to the word to say what it says about you yeah. about you you are a child of god yep. it's who you are and if you're not you can be just like that by accepting him today by having a heart change i just ask you right now just bow your head If you need the fire of God in your life, Lord, I need your fire. I need your presence. I need you. You might need healing in your body. You might need deliverance. You might need some restoration. You might need provision. You might need abundance. You might just need Jesus for the very first time. But you need the fire of God in your life. If that's you, I want you just to come up right now. Just say, I need something. I need more than what I've been walking in. I need, a, I need to have as a reality the kind of stuff that Pastor Brian has been talking about. I need it to be real and not fake. I need to walk as the witness that God's called me to walk as. If that's you, come up now. Father, we praise you. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Lord, thank you. Maybe you've known God before, that you've stepped away. Maybe stuff came into life and it just messed up life. Life just did not go the way you had planned. And now you find yourself, you may know God, but you're not really hanging out with Him. And you know you need more. I need to reconnect. If that's you, come up now. Maybe you're not sure. Maybe you're sitting there and you're going, I don't know if I know Him. And today, Jesus, He'll give you the ability to become the child of God Almighty simply by accepting Him, making Him the Lord of your life. He's the Lord. All those good things and blessings, you're not entitled to without Jesus. But with Jesus, you can walk in perfect health. You can walk as the head and not the tail. You can walk in the abundance of God. I would expect, even based off of what I've said so far, that if you're not standing up here, that you are the head and not the tail. And you've already been walking it. You're walking in perfect health. You have plenty of finances. And you know God the Father. And you're already a king and a priest. And you've been walking in it. That would be the only reason to be sitting there. But I know for a fact that that's not everybody. We need more of God. We need to take Him at His word and trust Him. We need to trust God. And you might not trust me yet. I get that. I understand. But God, you can trust. God, you can trust. Right now, the Lord, he's calling on you. He's tugging on your heart and he's going, man, I, I think I need to go up there. And that's the Lord. It's not me. I can't make you have that feeling in your heart. The Holy Spirit is the one who draws. And Jesus will draw all men to him. Jesus draw them now in Jesus name if you need to come on up every head still bowed if you need to come on up come on if you need healing you need finances you need answers you need wisdom you need Jesus as your Lord and Savior you need to recommit you need to make Jesus Lord again Maybe you're just not sure. Maybe you've gone into church. You might have been in church all your life, but you don't. If you died right now, you do not know where you'd go. You don't know. And you need to be sure. You can be sure today. It can be big things. It can be little things. The Lord's drawing people. Amen. Praise God. It's not embarrassing to walk up. It's a commitment. Lord, I'm committing to you today. I take you at your word and I trust you. I take you at your word and I trust you. I might not trust that preacher yet, but I trust you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your mercy. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Every head bowed. Amen. Every head bowed still. If you need some kind of answers in your life right now, you need something. Will you just raise your hand? I need answers. I need healing. I need restoration. I need to renew that relationship. I'm not going to make you at all, but if you got your hand raised at all, you need to be down here. I will invite you. Please come. God's paid a big price for you to have that answer, and He'll meet you. He will not make you ashamed. He will meet you. Come on now. Don't wait. Thank you, Father. Pastor Brian, why are you waiting all this time? Well, that one person, that one person can make all the difference in the world. For that one person, it can make all the difference in the world. Lives will change. And it's it's more than one right now. The Lord's dealing. The Lord's saying, you need to be up there. So come on up. Let me say it this way. You're not a lesser person by coming up. You're actually recognizing that you need God. And you're saying, I need you, Lord. I can't do this without you. And I need you. I need your hand. I need your strength. I need you. You're not coming to me. You're coming to Jesus. Lord, I need you. Your walk is simply a walk of saying, I believe that when I walk, you will meet me. And I need you. I trust you. So come now. Yeah, thank you. Holy Spirit, help. Be the Lord of the harvest. In the name of Jesus, I just break off anything that would hold people from moving in your will Let every grip be loosed now. And Father, may strength come. In the name of Jesus, strength rise up. Boldness and confidence rise in your people. Glory to God. Man, I feel that. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Come now. Come now. Thank you, Lord. If while we're praying, you decide I need to go ahead and go, you just gently get up out of your seat and you just come on. There's no shame in that. It's actually a, a great celebration a great celebration because we step into the place where the Lord can actually help us you notice with Jesus Jesus rarely went to somebody and help them that they didn't come to him they came to him Thank you, Holy Spirit, for helping. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Now, right now, whatever answers you need in your life, no matter what it is, whatever answer it is that you need in your life, the answer to it is Jesus. He's the solution. Yeah, amen. Keep coming. The answer to it is Jesus. It's not me. It's not this church directly. Jesus is that answer. He's the answer. And the walk with Him, the connection with Him is what solves all of those issues. And so right now, the first thing I want us to do is I just want us as we all still have our heads bowed is just, you know, imagine you're talking directly with God and let's just get that relationship, that fellowship with him, right? Because through that fellowship with the savior, the Lord of Lords and the King of Kings through that fellowship, the answers will be poured out. Some of you, if you need healing, you will receive healing simply as you pray this prayer. If you need wisdom, it'll start to come right as you pray. So right now, let's renew that fellowship and renew that relationship right now. Just pray this with me. Just say, Jesus, today, I make you. Everyone say it. Just pray it out of your heart. You, get, you, um, you mean business with God. He will, he will mean business with you. Jesus, today, I make you the Lord of my life you're the director you call the shots today i put you on that throne for good i follow your lead i believe that you died for me i believe that you took my sin on you and on, that cross you bore it. and on that cross you bore it. And that you died and. And were put into the grave. And I believe. And I believe Father that you brought him back to life. And when you brought him back to life. You brought me back to life with him. And right now. I receive, I receive that, that life, life in, Jesus name. in Jesus' name. And when he raised you up, raised according, you up, to, your word, according to, he to your word, he raised me up with him. He me that's, me up with him. that's my new identity. That is my identity. I'm a child of the king. Of the king. Seated, Seated with, Jesus. with Jesus. Anything else? It's illegal. illegal. Jesus, Jesus. baptize me now now. with the Holy Spirit Spirit. and and with fire. Father, right now, I just ask that you will bring healing to your people in every way. Glory to God.